2: Next sun show i'm Lindsay. Oh that's crap. Saul. that's gerald that's espo how are you guys doing Christ, today is my forehead
3: really that big <laughs> it always has been it's like <laughs> moses madome over here oh,
2: wow.
3: what it's, oh my god i got a five
4: head you need new to new wear lights. the hat so i think here? Your, your
2: forehead is normal i think <laughs> yeah. you just haven't not worn a hat in a minute
4: it's the new lights oh, maybe it that's is. all it is you look beautiful <laughs> I
2: feel like Saul. you can
3: show a movie off my forehead right
2: now oh my god <laughs> That's how his Tuesday's going. How about your two? How's your Tuesday going?
3: My my forehead properly covered with a hat, and I'm feeling all right. There where, you go. What did Mike Epstein say? He's like, man, I wish I could see the president because I salute him like this. <laughs> <laughs> I could put an ad up there. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I said movie. He said ad. Not, why? Why would I disrespect myself? You guys are quiet. He says it, and you guys are like, oh. Well, because, I think you get punch already.
5: No, because
2: oh. the ad is really funny
5: though. Oh G- Gerald gets the assignment. You may, we gotta make money around here, so
4: the ad is perfect for there. Oh Gerald,
2: don't you know I'm sick? I'm don't sorry. kill me, my goodness. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right, guys, let's revisit book, Good one, man. Wow. Oh, damn. Let's revisit last <laughs> night a little bit. Gerald, I know you got to go to the game as a semi fan ish. Mm-hmm. Take you yeah, your journalism spectator. hat off as much as you're able to. Mm-hmm. It was kind of stuck on there permanently at this point. But
4: mm-hmm.
2: what do you think of Katie's performance?
4: Uh, it was incredible second night of a back-to-back back-to-back 40 pieces the game winner and especially after having a terrible first half like the way that he was able to regroup with the incredible I think 30 point second half like that was really fun and for a while there I was like oh man I brought my fiance and her friends to the worst possible game <laughs> glad they got to see their favorite team get molly whopped <laughs> but like it was it was a lot of fun that fourth quarter was great and it's just kind of continuing to build on the momentum they knew from the Kings game like if we get down late in the fourth quarter we're still going to have a chance and uh they were able act- able to like actually build on that against the Bulls so it was a lot of fun yeah Sorry, girl. Ryan
2: in, out. in the chat. I and mean, listen, Ryan, you're not wrong.
3: So, Lindsay <laughs> she is always sick.
2: She needs to take airborne weekly.
3: <laughs> She's sick girl. She's got a struggle We were thinking right about putting now, her okay? in a what are those, what are those the iron lung? Yeah.
5: Iron Can lung? I be in
2: a bubble for a little bit? We should
5: we should get you one, you know, when they do those halftime things where people just run into each other in those bubbles. We yeah, should get you one of those. I mean, just in case you in <laughs> Let's
2: bubble boy this. This biatch, you know what I'm saying? like, damn.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think Airborne Weekly is going to help that. I think hourly oh, might be yeah. the, the requirement here.
2: It's not my fault, okay, Lord. She anyway, a lot
5: on the back
2: to Kevin Durant. <laughs> How
5: uh, you
1: doing? Last <laughs> night
2: after the game, uh, he did talk about that shot, and he also gave a nod to some of the all-time greats who helped influence it as well.
1: I happen to see him late. I'm like, oh, they're gonna give me a wide open pull up in the left and and at the at the elbow and um and then I just for some reason I just seen him on my peripheral. I just seen somebody flying so hard and I just tried to just try to get a good one up and uh you know it felt great leaving my hands. Nah, no, nah, I mean, but I mean, you've seen the you've seen the Kobe's and the Michael Jordans when you get a good contest they. So I try to watch them a lot, and if you know, guys, guys could test me pretty well. So sometimes I could bring that out.
5: Yeah, I love the honesty from him. And I went back and watched some Kobe game winners and a you know Michael Jordan ones, and and you see that even the most famous one, Jordan over uh, over Elo in against the Cavs. There, sure, stakes were much higher. I I get that, but it is very much that kind of. Uh, I see the guy, I'm going to make that move, and KD made it look easy. And that's that's
3: what greats do. It was not an easy shot. Mm-mm. I don't care what casuals out there want to say it was. It was not an easy shot. KD makes it look easy. That's uh-huh. just a fact, you know. Uh, I mean, even Michael, when against that Cavs, you know, that did not look like an easy shot. No. He made it look significantly more easier. Now, he didn't have to have as much movement, um, but it's still, again, the distraction – the guy flying behind you, somebody coming to your face, like you just got to gotta make sure that you get that shot off clean and for him to do it and make it look as simple as he did, it's just so impressive.
2: Yeah. I also really love in that video, listen, not often after post games are these guys like real giddy or excited or anything. Mm-hmm. You can tell with that question, he kind of perked up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think he was excited to talk about that shot and excited to kind of remind everybody where else it's been seen before maybe and give a little bit of love to those who um have done it in the past as well it's just neat when you see a guy like kevin durant who's been around for so long who's been asked every single question in the book get a little excited to answer a question
4: he's a basketball genius and so he loves talking about this type of stuff especially like obviously when the team is winning guys are going to be more willing to talk but if you have like actual hoops questions for Kevin Durant, he'll always almost always give you a really thoughtful, thought-out answer. So that was pretty cool to hear him talk about that, talk about the pass that he got from Nurk and like the chemistry that they've been building all season like um I think he spoke for like 11 minutes after the game and it was one of those where I watched the post-game presser and I was like Man, I wish I had been there to like, <laughs> talk or ask some of these questions, but he's he's really, really smart.
5: Yeah, I, just him talking about how he, he's like, damn, you're going to leave me open, and then <laughs> yeah. he catches the guy out of his periphery and how fast. I mean, you see how fast it happens in a game, but you know that's how fast some of these guys' minds are moving. Like he's literally thinking thinking those things, and uh, most not, I won't say most guys, but a lot of guys in that situation wind up passing it instead of adjusting the shot. Putting, I mean, we've seen Eric Gordon do it a few times as of late. Guys coming at him, and you just kind of mm-hmm. kick it out of instinct. And, and Katie didn't bother him, mm-hmm. didn't phase him one for one second in that. Yeah,
2: that's because he's Kevin freaking Durant. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also asked about his body language last night, which was a little odd, but here's what he had to say.
1: You said it recently that you embraced the struggle in this game, like this, where in the second quarter you're down, your head was down, and your body language. Uh, so Mine's, the of example of that. my body language is bad. See, it looked yeah. like that coming out of balance. Second- you analyzing my body language that deep. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough game. And sometimes you can't help but to drop your shoulders when they make a tough shot or we get a turnover. I think that's just a natural human reaction. And I'm not going to be excited and smiling if we if we get down 20 points. You know what I'm saying? So but uh, we got good intentions always we try to just you know go out there and play hard every possession and see what happens
2: the little head tilt
1: <laughs> and then the shaking
2: like that oh, <laughs> so he's, animated he's like, without being like extra yeah, I love like me it. Yeah. my body is <laughs> so in in a, certain situations i don't think it's wrong to analyze some body language like mm-hmm. where we were back in december sure but i think at this point in time with how much he's addressed all of the rumors about him being upset and disgruntled or frustrated or whatever it may be, I think it's fair that we should put a pin in that yes. for now.
3: Hey, listen, KD has always been a magnet for everything. Yeah, I I don't I, when I watch KD, I literally don't see any difference between minute one and minute forty eight, whether they're winning or losing. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it, it, he might be frustrated on the court from time to time with refs or something like that, but or even when he trash talks, it's not like demonstrative tra- trash talk. He'll he'll trash talk kind of subtly, and he'll give it to, to guys or whatever. Or if somebody gets in his face, of course he's gonna trash talk. But it's just, I, I it was a non issue last night for me. Like they were getting their ass worked. Mm. I'm sorry, that was a bad way to put it. They were getting their ass kicked, mm-hmm. and you flex? like nobody <laughs> nobody nobody's going to be happy in that situation. No. Mm. So to sit there and be like, well, your body language didn't look good. Dude, we were getting blown at the gym. What do you want? I will say around
5: Christmas, like Lindsay brought up, It was a little concerning because everybody had a weird Mm. kind of vibe and energy about him. So I get it then. But where they're at now, I mean, shit, the dude played, what, 81 minutes Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. in two nights? Maybe he was just tired in that, you know, like maybe my shoulders are slumping because I've carried everybody on
2: my back for two nights and I'm fucking tired, you know? You know, he was talking about what in the second quarter is when he brought up the body language. Mm -hmm. The first half of this game wasn't exactly ideal for anybody on this team. I mean, even Kevin Durant acknowledged it post game. So he might have been a little bit frustrated in the moment. And that's maybe what turned on the gears. And he came out in the third quarter and was like, all right, I got this.
4: Don't worry about it. You could feel the frustration in the building, not because the Suns were like playing where they were playing poorly or they weren't trying hard. It's just like, the Bulls were making everything. Like they were annoying. hitting three after three after three, and yeah, the Suns' defense could have been better. Their offense could have executed better. They missed a lot of shots, but it wasn't for lack of effort. And that's that's the thing that, like, I love that he brought up. Like, I'm not going to be smiling if we're down 20 points, um, just to prove something about body language. Like, he's a competitor. These guys all are, so it's natural to have those types of reactions when you are getting really soundly beat at that point in the game. Um, but that's where the Kings win from the other day comes into play. They knew that. Look, we we got dominated by like eighty percent of that game. Still came back twenty-two down in the fourth and one. We can definitely do the same thing against this Bulls team if we just keep executing and actually make the shots that we're getting.
5: Yeah, so. I think I think the best part of it was he trolled him mm-hmm. on the question, but then genuinely answered it
4: too, mm-hmm. which was
5: like. I'm letting you know how dumb I think this is, but then I'm going to explain to you mm-hmm. my my thought process on it. Which, you know, it was a little pop with a, with a genuine answer, and and I like that. I, I like it. I like that his Twitter personality shows up a little bit in the post game here too. So. Yeah,
2: hundred percent. I mean, it's Katie. Like you, that's what the greats do. I mean, I think that's where Book kind of gets a little bit of his sass from too. Some of these guys who came before him, where it's like. I'm gonna troll you a little bit, but then I'll actually answer your question. Like, I'll play. Mm -hmm. I'll play nice in the sandbox, but I am gonna throw a little elbow, a little shade at you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, guys, suns are back in action tomorrow. Make sure you guys are prepared with Michelob Ultra in your fridge. Take some time to enjoy life. Happiness is essential to living an exceptional life, and Michelob Ultra is exceptional. It's refreshing and balanced flavor, and it's only got 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. They also have a Michelob Ultra organic seltzer essential collection, and that is made with coconut water and real fruit juice, so you know it's always going to have a refreshing and superior taste. Head on over to MichelobUltra.com to find how you can win superior NBA prizes and to find a Michelob Ultra near you, it's only worth it if you enjoy it, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly.
5: Hey, Lindsay, do you have a refrigerator? I do. Does it keep things
2: cold? Sometimes.
5: You know what? I it's not good enough.
2: Though. I know. It's you not.
5: know. You know who has the best refrigeration in the I business? Do. Circle K. If you need some beer, Mick Ultra, uh, you know, whatever it is, Circle K's got the best, uh, the best beer cave in the business. You want ice cold beer? Circle K's got you covered. And the best way to get it is by being part of their Inner Circle Rewards. All you gotta do is download the Circle K app, uh, enter your information, and you are in. And you're gonna get Three cents off gas. I'm up to five cents because I'm Hello. just that special. Uh, and you can get there eventually, too. Uh, and you get all sorts of great offers if you're part of the Inner Circle. So join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle, a K, Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply. At participating locations, visit CircleK.com for details.
2: Um, in the summertime, Circle K, sometimes we'll just go stand in the beer fridge for, you know, a few minutes. Mm-hmm. A nice little chill. And then you're good to go for the rest of the summer. You're good to go.
5: The rest of the summer. Wow. <laughs> Two
3: minutes and you're good to go. Good.
2: That's how good Circle K's refrigeration is, Espo. It's uh,
5: not that
3: it's not that I didn't like it. It's just <laughs> it was cheesy. It was it, is, it, the, duh, it the, was. The, the setup is so extra. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, G, Ryan G. gets it. He said, Espo is like those cheesy ninety commercials. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And then he says, Espo is my guy. Yeah, so he yeah. likes oh, it. Oh, he does yeah. like yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying. No, it's fine. I mean, the way you set it up is always like you know who's got really good food, Lindsay? I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? And then it's like noticed, a gas it's a, it's a gas ad or something like that.
2: I'm like, what? You where did I learn that? Where did you learn that? <laughs> hmm, I wonder. Guess what, guys? What? It's
3: Tuesday. It's you
2: Tuesday. know what that means? Hey. Train Machine Tuesday. Train Machine Tuesday. Train Machine Tuesday. <laughs> Hell yeah.
3: Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> We haven't had one of these in a minute. Mm -hmm. I know,
2: it has. Over at GoPHNX.com today, Gerald put together a very extensive article with 30 Suns trades that they can look at ahead of the NBA trade deadline. They said it couldn't be done. He said it couldn't be (laughs) done, but he did it. And today on the show, we are going to talk about some of them here. Listen, we're going to start with some lighter loads here, okay? Mm -hmm. So just a reminder, the Suns do have four trade exceptions that they can use. 6.5 6.5 million, 5 million, 1.8 million, and 1.1 million. They also have five second round picks that they can tap into um, a 2024, a 26, two 2028s, and a 2029.
3: Okay. Can, can I say something real quick before we get to these trades? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we have seen the Miles Bridges talk. Uh, we will acknowledge that we've seen it, but there is no use in talking about that individual until it if it, if it if it does happen. If it does happen, we will address it. But obviously, it is a toxic subject for a lot of people. So there's no point in doing an exercise of futility. So we're just going to bypass that. But it, it would be a possibility trade-wise. There is a way to get him. That's all we're going to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: Cool. Now that okay. the elephant's out of the room, let's talk about a few guys that could potentially fit into one of those trade exceptions. And maybe be attainable just by throwing in a second round pick, maybe two or uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. Guys, we don't have to include a player for here. Easier ones, okay? First and foremost, we'll talk about K.J. Martin. Now, he is 23 years old. He makes $1.9 million. He has played in 26 games this season, but hasn't been used a whole lot by the team. He's only played more than 10 minutes in just six of those games. How are you feeling about K.J. Martin?
4: Um. I feel like he is a very much like a buy low candidate. I don't know that he would be able to carve out minutes in the rotation, but Mark Stein reported yesterday in his newsletter that he's very much available. Um, and that all they're looking for is a good second round pick for him, which the Suns don't have many of those, but they do have a couple of those. They have five to choose from. And I would say two to three of them could be potentially valuable. So if that's all it costs to take him in and bring him in on a trade exception, I'm not opposed to it. He's he's an athletic guy. He was playing regular minutes last year, put up career-high numbers. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed to giving him a look. The question is who you would waive in that circumstance because you already have 15 fully rostered players, so you'd have to cut somebody if you're not sending a player out in a trade. Um, but that's not a terrible look for you know, one second round pick. And he's a guy they've been interested in in the
5: past, correct? Correct. So can can you help me understand, and I I think it was Sean in the chat also Mm -hmm. asked this, with the trade exceptions, those Mm -hmm. can't be paired with other players Mm -hmm. uh, for the Suns, but they can add the picks like we did here. That's that's
4: allowed? Yeah, so you are allowed to trade a pick for a player and absorb the player into your trade exception. You cannot stack trade exceptions because the Suns have four of them. They have like a 6.5 and a 5 mil. So you couldn't combine those to get like 11.5 mil. They have to be separate. But if you have a player that's under 6.5 mil, you can absorb them into that trade exception. You also can't uh, combine a trade exception with a player salary. So let's say you trade Nas Little. You can't like add a $6.5 million trade exception on top of that. So they do have to stay separate. But if you can find a contract that fits within that parameter, you could absorb that player without having to give up a salaried player. You can just throw picks at it. Yeah,
2: and then like you said, because I know some people in the chat were asking, because you're not sending a player out, you do have to cut somebody from the roster, basically. Yes. If you went this route. Yes. Which, you know, it's a little bit cutthroat, a little unfortunate, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. It is you the know business. What I mean? It is what it is.
5: I look at this and I don't know that he's that much of an upgrade over what you have on the back end. Mm-hmm. I think, again, you're playing the game where you hope – a cheap option catches lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. like they did with a lot of guys on this roster. So, I mean, it's it's a nibble on the edge, and depending on, you know, if you make a subsequent trade and you have an open roster spot or something, I could see that, but I don't think this moves needle, nor does it change their mm-hmm. championship aspirations in any way.
2: Yeah. All right, next up, we saw him last night. Andre Drummond. Now he <laughs> makes 3.3 million. He is averaging 6.7 points. Sorry, 7.6 points, 8.4 rebounds, 1.2 steals in just under 16 minutes per game this year and as Gerald put it last night on Twitter and in his article, Andre Drummond, one of the best Phoenix Suns players who has never <laughs> played for the Phoenix Suns ever. But could that change soon?
3: I like it. Yeah. This is probably my favorite of, of the, the cheaper options to go mm-hmm. uh, because, listen, 16 minutes a game, you might get, you know, if he comes here, he's probably getting like 14 to 15 minutes a game. I'm cool with that, you know, especially on nights where, you know, listen, Eubanks had struggled up until last night. <laughs> uh, he struggled to get minutes. He struggled on the court, mm-hmm. and last night was was nice to see. But because he hasn't been consistent, you would like to have somebody that you just know day in day out is going to be able to attack the boards uh, get you some of those extra shots and this is not for a second round pick all day every day
4: yeah i mean it feels like the bulls are kind of potentially heading towards a fire cell they've been a lot better over the last month but with all the zach levine stuff you just never know what their team's going to look like so if a guy like drummond is expendable he's kind of had a quiet little revival there in chicago Um, you know, it is funny that the last two times it feels like we've played him. We had the Lakers thing with the playoffs (laughs) and then we had last night with Drew Eubanks. He's doing a great job of inspiring the Suns to victory and he's not even on the team yet. So you never know. But I, I'm a little concerned about the depth behind Nurkic because we know Nurkic has his flaws. We know KD at the five can be an effective lineup, but if you need like an actual legit five behind Nurkic for some of those playoff minutes, depending on the matchup, Eubanks, hopefully he's trending in the right direction, but we've seen he's been very inconsistent. Bol bull, bull, he's shown flashes, but it was only over like four games. I don't know if you can trust that. So Drummond's been around the league; he definitely has his flaws as well, but he would help on the boards for sure. Yeah,
5: I think I do this because he's an Azabuke replacement. I don't think he's I don't mm-hmm. think he's necessarily a Eubanks replacement. I think he's a guy that when you need rebounds, you need somebody. Uh, to, to go physical against some of these guys, you can turn there the way they were using azabuke earlier in the year. But I also think you can still utilize Drew Eubanks against more athletic guys if you want uh, in, in, in an energy situation. Uh, like we saw last night, that's kind of the hope for him. But you don't want him to have to be your only option. So for just a second rounder, uh, I definitely, I mean, Andre Drummond's averaging seven and a half points, eight and a half rebounds, uh, and 1.2 steals. I mean, like, in, in this 60 is, minutes, yeah, I mean, you know, for,
3: like, have said that. but like, <laughs> well, like really I'm just reaffirming what get,
5: it. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. but for a second round for a second round pick, though, I mean, this is actual impact. Mm-hmm. Like where you look at K.J. Martin, you go, I hope it in, it would impact something. Mm-hmm. This is, no, this would impact something. Uh, especially, think about you You wind up in a matchup uh, against uh, the Nuggets again, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got some bigger bodies. Uh, they're good at rebounding. This is a guy that can help you on that rebounding differential, even if it's like a Five, 10 minute spurt. That's an impact. And that's for a second round pick, this may be about as good as you're going to get.
3: Out of yeah. The yeah. I think you made a good point. You know, typically I've been adverse to switching up your lineups based on what the other team is doing. Uh, starting lineup mainly. Uh, but last night I thought was a good exercise in having and really forcing Yourself to adjust because the Bulls were trying to take advantage of Nurk defensively, and Nurk got himself into foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Nurk didn't have the best game, and so they put Eubanks in. And physically, from an athletic standpoint, he was able to match up much better against the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, in those games, in those rare occurrences where, well, it's not rare; he's been kind of getting four or five fouls. It seems like every single game Nurk of late. <laughs> in those games where he picks up foul trouble. You don't have to rely on going back to him and risking, a you know, that third foul in the first half or the fifth foul in the fourth quarter and kind of sitting him and kind of playing with that game. You can just throw Andre Drummond in for a little spurt to give you some of what you're missing with Nurk uh, on the boards uh, to help get you to the next, you know, uh, ideation of of whatever uh, Nurk is going to bring to the table. So I like that. I, I don't think this is a bad Option. No, and you know what I really like
4: about him? He averages seven and a half points, <laughs> eight <8.4. laughs>
2: in just sixteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, like, that's impressive. That's great. Impressive. I'm
4: curious would you, would your guys' thinking change if it was if the Bulls wanted two second rounders or more? I, I think- guess it
2: would depend if you had an additional trade mm-hmm. on the table where you needed that second round pick, then yes, yeah. I would be like, let's do that because that one will likely bring in a bigger fish mm-hmm. where these ones we were talking about kind of, you know, around the edges with that trade exception and, right. and buying very low. So if you're able to get a guy and you might need that additional second round pick, then let's do that because that will probably influence this team and we're, more.
3: And we're also going with the premise that this would not be the only trade the Suns would make. Mm-hmm. If I this is imagine. the only trade that the Suns were going to make, then, yeah, I mean, two wouldn't would wouldn't matter, Yeah. but um, I would hope that that wouldn't... They got other problems besides the center position right. that they need to address.
2: But that wouldn't be the only trade, I hope. You hope. We'll you see. You never know. Yeah, I mean, but I wouldn't be mad at this as a complementary piece, mm-hmm. or I guess if they were only making one and it was something small like this, I wouldn't be mad at it yeah. either. Okay, now let's look at some moves that would require a player or two or three to be added into the pot as well. And yes, we are going to talk about Royce O'Neal in this one. The Suns will receive Royce O'Neal and Trendon Watford in exchange for Nasir Little, Yudo Watanabe, Bol Bol, a 2026 second rounder, and a 2028 second rounder.
4: So for anyone wondering why you're giving up three players for basically Royce O'Neill, it's because to match up to his contract. Mm -hmm. You can't get away with Nas and one vet minimum guy. It like just misses the mark in terms of what the financials would work out there. So you have to throw in a second vet minimum guy there, which is tough because you're giving up three players. That's why trend and Watford is coming back. Um, So that way you're making a three for two trade instead of a three for one. Um, This one's interesting to me. I know O'Neill has been kind of inconsistent as a three point shooter and as a defender at times, if you watch the Utah's, you know, playoff series over his last couple of years there, but he's a decent three and D wing, which right now, I don't know that the Suns believe in Nas little in that spot. Utah is basically glued to the bench. Now KBD got some minutes the last couple of games and did pretty well with those minutes. But again, we need to see more from him. So another situation where you're trying to make even a slight upgrade on the wing and the three players that are going out in this deal are not currently part of your rotation.
5: Yeah, I mean, if I, if it's somebody other than Bull Bull, I might jump at it going, you're not giving up a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm still intrigued by Bull Bull's potential. Uh, I get. I guess I look at this and I go, why, why do the Nets want to do this? It's, right. Yeah, you know, that's, that's more my thing. It's like, okay, I mean, great, we get three guys and, Two second round picks, but I we think a good for them, space? it's, it's probably guess.
4: getting Nas Little, who's still only 23. He fits their timeline a little better, and he is under team control for like three or four more years. They could use guys like that depending on what direction they go in at the trade deadline. So
5: we're hoping NBA GMs are like that relationship where you go, I can fix them. <laughs> and they look at Nas Little and they, they go, they I mean,
2: yeah, 23, yeah. like there's some upside there. I don't know. I mean, Royce O'Neal, he is 30 years old. He's averaging 7.1 points, 4.6 rebounds, and three assists per game this season. Watford, he is averaging 5.7 points, 2.9 rebounds, and 1.6 assists in 31 games this season. That's so no far. for me, dog. You pass?
3: Yeah, I pass. Most
2: of the chat is passing as mm. well. They just think it's a little too much to add into that pot, even though, mm. Gerald, like you said, those guys are not really a part of your rotation at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Bull Bull might be because he's been injured for a little bit. We never, yeah. we don't know what's going on there. Um, but it seems like everyone is kind of like, for what we'd have to pass up mm-hmm. here, we probably will. We'll say no on this one. So then we'll move on to the next one. Uh, in this trade, we've got Jeff Green and Reggie Bullock Jr. coming to the Suns in exchange for Nasir Little, Yudo Watanabe, and Bull, Bull. So Jeff Green, he's averaged 6.6 points, 2.1 rebounds, and 0.8 assists in 40 games this season. And Reggie Bullock has averaged 2.3 points, 1.4 rebounds, and 0.5 assists in 17 games this season. What say you?
3: Uncle Jeffy, absolutely. (laughs) I'll take him. He needs some veteran experience. He's got championship experience. Um, Did a solid job for the Nuggets in in the playoffs, despite having a kind of a rough regular season last year. And you know you you need to lean on some of those guys in the playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to this. And Reggie Bullock, he can be hit or miss. You mm-hmm. know if if you go back to the you know two the years Mavs. ago <laughs> yeah. against the Mavs series, I mean <laughs> it felt like he couldn't miss a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know right now he's kind of not that not the same kind of player. But you never know. You know he, he's been a, a decent three point shooter over his career. You can bring him back to do that. And um, I'm not I'm not opposed to this. I, I, I like taking the the risk on that. I mean, this feels
5: like T.J. Warren and, uh, you know, whoever. I'm Kevin, Durant. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> Kevin Durant. No, not Kevin Durant. and No, the guy from uh, Orlando, Terrence Ross. Thank oh. you, Brain. Uh, <laughs> it, like, it just feels like two guys that you're like, okay, veteran with experience break glass in case of emergency guys mm-hmm. do i feel a little bit more comfortable with them as my break glass in case of emergency guys over Nasir little little and you to yeah but i don't think it changes my my fortune in any massive way so i'm a eh.
4: That's fair. I, I do think with the, the assets that the Suns have, unless you're giving up Grayson Allen, you're not gonna get anybody agree, that's yeah. changing your fortunes. Yeah, like nope. you're getting you are aiming for a break glass in case of emergency guys. Jeff Green, I, I felt like there were like there are pockets of the Nuggets playoff run where he was really good, and then there were some mm-hmm. where he was definitely like looking a little old out mm-hmm. there. Um, but he is a veteran. He is a guy that knows how to play small ball five minutes or small ball four if you need him to. And Reggie Bullock, even though he's barely playing on the Rockets because of all the wings that they have there, he's still shooting, I think, around like 38, 39 percent from three. So, like, having a guy that can knock down threes is kind of one of the one things we need our wings to do right now that they're not <laughs> being able to do. But that's why
5: Damian Lee still here. He's going to be that guy. He is, oh but gosh. he's
4: a two. Like, I love <laughs> I love Lee. And he does have a bigger wingspan than I realized, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this I I think you're getting two possible break glass in case of emergency wings. I'm not crazy about this deal myself, but I
0: understand. But it. at
2: the end of the day, you have to realize what we're up against. Like mm-hmm. we were able to make some pretty decent moves this summer for giving up very little, mm-hmm. especially with the Bradley Beal situation, but that was because Bradley Beal had the no trade clause. That's what mm-hmm. really moved the needle for us. So if you think we're going to be able to get back something close to a star for the Vet Minimum and wow. Nasir Littles that we can package together and a couple second round picks, then you probably have been partaking in the big OG's gummy just a smidge too much. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. Probably. More than, one slice, is one, what more than one slice.
3: One of these things. Uh, one of the things that is very common amongst the chat right now is that bull bull is essentially off limits for any of these trades. <laughs> which I I love you guys, but no.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
2: If it makes the Suns better, Mm. um, even in a break glass in case of emergency situation, you have to make that move. Mm. But I understand the intrigue, especially what we saw from Bull Bull right before he got injured, Mm. why you want to see a little bit more. I understand that too. Name another player. I would like to see that as well.
3: Name another player whose playing career has been like this, and they're reputation has been like this It's bull, bull. that bull is
4: the definition <laughs> of that right yeah 100
2: yeah. yeah.
3: i can't think of another player that's been like that
4: no not really i i feel and it's tough because i feel like the chat has said like i wish we would give you the chance like i've seen that about nas kbd like i kind of feel that way about all of these guys on the wing so these next couple of weeks leading up to the trade deadline are going to be critical because As much as we've talked about, you know, the big three and the top six guys being healthy so we could see how it works. That's huge for the role players like we we're just seeing what KBD can do with those rotations. We'll hopefully see what Nas and Yuta can do before the trade deadline to see if you know what, maybe playing with those big three healthy, they might be able to do a little bit better than we saw early in the season. Do you think it's a coincidence that we haven't seen Yuta and Nasir on the court? No, because of this. you think they might be holding them back because they know they're going to use them as trade pieces? At least Nasir, I think. Yeah, I feel like they would try, if they were going to use them as trade pieces, they would try to kind of like showcase them a little bit more. I honestly genuinely think, like, and Vogel said this last night listening to the postgame presser. He was saying, like, right now with our bench, it's all matchup-based who I'm playing. Um, So, like, with Eric Gordon out, KBD got a shot last night, and he did pretty well with it. So I think it's... It's just going to come down to who he's feeling on a night-to-night basis and who's able to take something and run with it.
5: Look, there are 700 of you in the chat right now. Get to 150 in likes. I'm not I'm not asking for anything crazy. And I'll <laughs> share my favorite actually big swing that'll fix the Phoenix Suns problems that's on this list. If not, you're not getting it. Okay. So there we go. Also,
2: be prepared because Espo also was partaking in the big OG's gummy before the show. <laughs> Who knows what that trade is going to be like. LeBron um, to the Suns! No. But you should definitely get us to 150 because <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what it's all about. But if you have not checked out our friends over at OG's Brands, you are missing out. And they have recently launched two new products. The RSO, um, Actually, the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's. The Big OG's, the one I've been talking about, is a mega version of Peg's Raspberry Orange RSO. It is one of their most popular products, and it's Separated into ten slices, each with ten milligrams of THC, for a total of one hundred milligrams of THC.
3: I take ten milligrams of that thing, and I am on my ass. Which,
2: yes, yeah, so in the like, very there's best There's a reason way. why they come in, the in slices. Way. Trust
3: me, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really it's 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 encouraging. Yes, absolutely.
2: And then the naturals are a vegan gummy. That is available in a sweet clementine flavor. To learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to OGsBrands.com. I need to
3: ask the people at OG's, how did they distinguish between a vegan gummy and a non-vegan gummy? Like, what is going in? Right.
2: Um, I think it would be gelatin, right? Yes. then oh, to do with okay. the gelatin, yeah. type of gelatin to make the okay. gummy. Okay. Because okay. uh, those have animal products in there.
5: Yeah. Okay. Gerald, yeah. I got a question for you, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. When you were a little boy, <laughs> oh uh, here we go.
2: I... I feel like
5: you were the kind of kid that thought, What would it be like to to be a prince and wear a crown did you do you ever have that thought?
4: Absolutely,
5: yeah you know where. <laughs> You know where the crown can be yours? Where's that? With our friends over at DraftKings, you can be rich like a prince with our friends over at DraftKings and, and the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And it's easy. You want to feel like royalty? I got it. You go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PHNX. Put five bucks in on any NBA game, and you're going to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. And you never have to prove your royalty. They're just going to treat you like it, uh, no matter what. Only on DraftKings Sports. Book with the code PHNX. Remember, just like Gerald as a little boy, the crown is yours if you want it to be. Uh, All right, what? here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's their, that's their tagline
5: the crown is yours yeah he's
2: tying it back into the beginning yeah, when he asked Gerald if he yeah, yeah, ever geez. thought he would grub to be like a prince mm. with a crown okay. oh. it was a good try
5: mm-hmm. gambling problem <laughs> call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit oh, www.1800GAMBLER.net in New York call 877-8OPMY or text HOPENY 467-369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-777 or visit CCP Please play responsibly on behalf of Port Hill Casino in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus best expire 168 hours after issuance. CDK uh, CD. Kng.com slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsibility, gaming <laughs> <laughs> resources. Get
3: stuffed, Ontario. I need to know. Gales,
2: I, I need to
3: ask Tracy if, do you, does she ever ask you to do that voice? No. no. You ever just Tracy do it voluntarily? said
5: in the chat, yes. that's
2: my king, you, it, ladies and gentlemen.
5: It started because my daughter loves Sesame Street yeah. and I did it to make her laugh. Okay. So hey,
2: yeah. you, you got to get into character when you're reading books and telling stories. Yes. What it. other
5: voices can you do? A bunch. I mean, you've heard some of my dumb voices here, yeah. have I? Yeah,
2: everybody has. Yeah, well, we didn't bring back Audrey Roulette and for a couple more. There's all sorts of voices. Gerald
5: almost
3: lost. <lasted. laughs>
5: <laughs> what All sorts of things. things. Oh my <laughs> when, God. You, when you got a kid, you got to do oh, that kind yeah. of stuff. I always thought it'd be fun to voice over cartoons when I was
3: uh, when it I was younger be. too. You know? <laughs> oh, Scoop yeah. around, have maybe, some fun. Maybe you did have a big oh, old thing of ogs before we started Jeez, the show, man. <laughs> All
2: right, gentlemen, let's talk about. I'm some... sorry, Espo,
3: I never read you know stories to my kids and voices. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, brother. Because it never happened to me.
5: So. Yeah. Well, oh.
2: We Did they sign it sometime. in voices
5: or can you do it oh all
2: right? <laughs> move I'll put in this conversation to move right on along.
3: Did they
5: sign Let's
2: it in voices? talk <laughs> about some bigger fish that will also cost? How
0: would I know more. what it sounds like that's oh
2: Jesus Christ! Well, you said you said... <laughs> oh,
3: my
1: oh my god.
2: For those of you who don't
3: know, my parents are deaf. <laughs>
2: Okay, (laughs) Lord help us all. Let's now talk about some bigger fish that will also cost us a little bit more. Uh, While these are more popular trade scenarios out there, they're also probably a little less likely because a lot of them are going to include guys like Grayson Allen or Yusuf Nurkic Mm -hmm. simply because of money you guys not because we want to get rid of them mm-hmm. so first up let's talk about this one dorian finney smith coming to the suns in exchange for grayson and allen and nasir little so he's averaged nine points 4.9 rebounds and 1.2 assists in 39 games this season <laughs> he is shooting 38.6 percent from three this season but you really want to give up Grayson Allen? He's shooting a little no.
3: bit better than that. Hell no. It's awful. Hate it. No way. Hate it. Dude, if, if they made this trade, <laughs> this is the type of trade that would send everybody in a tizzy. Everybody mm-hmm. would be mad as hell. yeah. Because Grayson's shooting so well. He's playing so well for us. Why would you give that up on the hope that Dorian Finney-Smith is going to provide you that and more?
0: Do yeah. you not? This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. No. Well. No. <laughs> yeah. Not in any world. There's there's
5: not any world where I go, yeah, this is the move that's gonna No, this I actually think this may set you back.
4: Yes. Oh, it absolutely does. And the, the only reason it's in this section is because there's a whole section of this trade article, like trades names that keep coming up because Dorian yes. finney Smith's name has come up multiple times in terms of the Suns, along with Royce <laughs> O'Neal the reason I included it is to show that the only way that you're going to get to Dorian Finney Smith's $14 million salary is if you're packaging Grayson and Nas Little because Nas only makes 6000000 million. You're not going to make up the difference of $8 million and add on four fucking vet minimum guys. Bench. You're not going to trade five guys for Dorian Finney Smith. So well, you this, could. this trade is meant to show like if you want Dorian Finney Smith, this is what it's going to take salary-wise. The Suns would never do this. This would be stupid. As much as the wing and – you know, a small ball four or five is a position of need for them. You're not giving up the league leader in three point percentage and their best role player this season just to do that.
5: Hey, uh hey Sean Marks. Yeah, uh this is James Jones. You know that deal we did last summer? Uh, everybody says that you got the better end of it. So can uh, can I get screwed again uh, with uh, giving you Grayson Allen and Nasir and Little for Dorian Finney-Smith? Like, yeah, well. what is, is, is this? He feels bad for taking KD, so we're going to give you Grayson Allen? Like, this is no. And I see what you're doing. You're making yeah. the well, point yeah. as to why it won't happen. Right. But- it's an
2: important exercise because it puts things into perspective. And I know around mm. the trade. When you fire up that trade machine, when trade machine <laughs> is just a few weeks ago, everybody kind of forgets logic mm. and only thinks about what your team would do without considering. Are they going to say yes on the other side of this or mm. are they going to immediately hang up the phone and be like, yo, you can't believe what the Suns just offered us? I'd
3: rather stab my eye with a soldering iron. So oh <laughs> that is a very Please don't specific
4: do that.
5: choice. <laughs> Yikes. I. The I don't the Nets would laugh and they go Are you serious? Yes, yeah, yeah. yes oh, yeah. in a heartbeat. They would
4: yeah. take that out. Ab- and they they're the ones that want multiple first rounders for DFS and they would still be like Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll absolutely do this. Yeah. So we good. Yeah. No. Thanks. I read this article was like seven thousand words and this was the shortest chunk by far. Really was like, no like
2: Yeah, no. no.
4: It was the picture. It was ha, and then on to the next <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs>
2: That would have been funny. You should have done that. All right. Moving right on along. Next up, we've got Clint Capella and Sadiq Bey coming to Phoenix in exchange for Yusuf Narkic, Nasir Little, and four second round draft picks.
3: This is is probably the hardest one for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. I I still don't know. This is easy for me. Yeah. In a heartbeat.
5: Okay. I, sure, you take a hit on your social medias. You know, you take you take a hit on your entertainment value, but this makes you better defensively, which you're going to need mm-hmm. in the playoffs. It gives you some bench depth. Uh, it, this is the best you're going to get with the pieces that you have mm-hmm. that could actually change your fortunes. I would do this because I think uh, I, you take. I don't. You take a step down center wise from a passing perspective, but you gain rim protection. You gain some of those defensive things that everybody screams. Nurk's not good at this. He's gonna get eaten alive in the playoffs with that. You take that out of out of the equation, and then you add Bay to your bench. And oh, okay, uh, you yeah, sure. I don't like getting rid of Nurk, but I really don't care about those four. First or for second round picks no. and uh, Nasir and Little, so I get two guys that can actually impact things. I'm I'm in on this.
4: I'm torn on this one. I feel like you're upgrading on the wing in terms of going from Nas to Sadiq Bey, even though Bay has not shot the ball well. I think he's at 31%. You would count on that number going up, playing next to the big Man. three because of all the open looks that they provide. So I'm not too worried about that. My thing is like at the center spot, you are drastically changing mid season your the kind of identity that you're starting to establish now. Like I get that Capella is a better defender and rim protector than Nurk um but nurk is like he's impressed me he's been better than expected in vogel's system Um, and he's been better recently i think the suns are borderline top 10 defense over this what is it 11 and 3 stretch that they're on and offensively like capella is very much what they had in da in terms of if you get him the ball in the short roll when they blitz those pick and rolls capella's not going to be able to attack those the way that Mm -hmm. nurk can like capella's not going to be an elbow facilitator the way that Nurk is, and I think at this point, like it's, I think it would be weird for the Suns to pull the plug on the Nurk trade mid-season for a guy that's not like a definitive upgrade. I would say them.
3: the the only reason why you can maybe justify that swap between mm-hmm. Nurk and Capella is that you feel like instead of having a facilitator through Nurk at the top, or or in some instances, you feel like you can get some more shots at the rim. Mm-hmm. So vertically. The athleticism that Capella provides is more significant than what Nurk can do. Nurk's pretty much a on-the-ground guy. He's not going to elevate, you know, and, and throw down on an alley oop. So, mm-hmm. if you feel like those options are a little bit more prevalent for you in the system that you're in, then I can kind of see it. But I think Nurk offensively is a far better fit for what they're trying to do. So you're right. Like trying to swap that out for defensive purposes, it's just a tough ask to do mid-season because again, we're gonna, we're going to have to go back. We literally got one of the best players in the nba at the trade deadline last year Mm -hmm. and we still were trying to figure things out as we got to the playoffs Mm -hmm. like so you got to think about that that chemistry issue as well whoever you bring in here it's got to be as smooth an adjustment as possible this would be one of the roughest adjustments in terms of swapping i agree and this might be
5: more of something you look at if things don't go the way you hope in the playoffs and you realize okay Defense is something we need to upgrade on. This type of deal could be uh, an off-season kind of move, but then you've got to navigate the new restrictions, all those, all those other things, which complicates it. That's why I would, I would seriously consider this if this is something the Hawks are, are interested in. Because I got okay, I got to look at the next five months, but I also got to look at. What does the next year or two look like as well? And what gives me the best opportunity uh, in that KD window Mm. to to maximize our potential? And this may be a deal that I go, it's rolling the dice this year, but granted, everything's rolling the Mm -hmm. dice this season. Could this put me in a better position next year?
4: And, And we should note, like from the Hawks' perspective, their season has to continue plummeting for them to consider something like this because... Like the whole reason that they would trade Bay is that he's a restricted free agent and they're already going to be a luxury tax team if they extend his qualifying offer. They're like seven games below 500. So the front office is going to be like, why am I paying luxury tax for a team that's barely a play in team? Yeah, I'm not running this shit. So they would need to really blow it up at the trade deadline to take a deal like this. And even if they did, like Nurk has one more year than Capella on his contract, Nasir Little's under team contract for like four years. So I don't know if this is the deal that they would pursue. And they're not getting a single first. That's kind of tough to see.
5: I think they might, though, because around Trey Young, you have to retool. You don't have to rebuild.
4: You can't rebuild.
5: Yeah. Because he's going to want out. So maybe this is a, a reset in some ways for them mm-hmm. without having to tear it down to the studs. You know? Yeah.
2: Um, I like Nurk too much to give him up. And yes, heat check. I am attaching emotions to players just like I did with the Twins. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, not sorry. It is what it is. I do like the Suns and I also like the players that play for the Suns. So there's that. Um, But listen, we only went over six proposed trades of a 30 uh, proposed (laughs) trades in this article that that Gerald wrote. Yeah, that's all we're going to go over in this one. But if you would like more and you want to dive deeper into additional trades and moves that the Suns can make, by all means, please read Gerald's article over at gophnext.com. It is up and it is available for you over there. Um, All right, a couple super chats here. Don Suntus won. Thank you, Don. They said, Gambo shot down the Nick Richards rumor
4: he did and it's important to note that a couple of weeks before the trade deadline these things can change and they can change back and forth mm-hmm. um so just something to keep in mind and nick richard started out for me as someone that i i liked as a third center alternative um but since then we have heard that the suns were interested gambo says they're not so gambo said it likely
5: wouldn't happen mm-hmm. i i don't know i mean Charlotte's position drastically changed this morning in ter- with with the Terry Rogier deal uh, you know they're open for business completely you never know how it'll shake out there's a lot of subterfuge right now too it's two weeks yeah. before the deadline everybody's positioning everybody's trying to get certain information out through certain people uh to to try to make things make sense in their in their world so I I hear it. I respect it, but I'm not going to take it as gospel either.
2: Mm. Yeah. So things change literally by the minute mm. as we get closer and closer to the actual deadline. Big Vernon sent us one. Thank you, Big Vernon. They said, been a KD fan since he came in the league, and I have never seen him average this many minutes. I'm a little concerned about <laughs> that, Frank. Kind of got to chill.
5: Who would I you mean, Who would you like them to bring in uh, oh to God. spell KD with those minutes?
2: I would like maybe some of the other guys to pick up a little bit of the slack. To I be would be able like to that do that. <clears throat> so, I get I'm glad that we can rely on KD mm-hmm. in these moments when we need him to, but I agree I wouldn't like it to be um every single night that we have to rely on KD to do that type of stuff.
4: He's played 38 minutes in four of the last five games and then in the last two which were a back to back 40 and 41 minutes. So, yeah. no, not ideal. I uh, I
5: think the perfect case scenario is Bull Bull comes back can play some of those backup four minutes and plays well enough where you can get him into that 36 range, 37 range, uh, and pull it back a little bit. But the reality is when you build this team around three guys and uh, in the big three that, and that's your identity, Kevin Durant's going to wind up playing a lot of minutes. I mean, it's just it's a necessity the way this team's constructed.
2: All right. Uh, let's talk about some shoes, you guys. So we've gotten a lot of news as of late about Devin and his new book chapter ones. First and foremost, we will start with this uh, little clip that was shared on social from Complex and what they thought about the situation.
4: I just feel like the
1: launch of that shoe's been kind of like not the way that Nike hoped it to go. Devin Booker's book one, his first signature shoe. Yeah. What would you have How liked so. to see? Yeah. You
4: have the first shoe chapter one, right? The um, orange. The orange doesn't release it in Phoenix kind of weird kind of a kind of odd doesn't make a lot of sense to me shoe drops in Miami they want to do the whole Art Basel thing but just shoe doesn't drop in Phoenix they want to make a lifestyle basketball shoe but went a little too lifestyle on it 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 aesthetic yeah it kind of just misses the like the
1: sweet like, you were like, hey, we want to wear it, make a basketball shoe that everyone wants to wear, but then... Which is hard to do right now, and I, I can see why they would want to do it. Which like has been,
4: it, to be honest, hard to do for a while. Yeah. yeah. But it's almost like then you went a little too far in that direction, where they almost look a little, like, burlap sacky. It you
1: know? looks too much like a sportswear shoe, is what you're saying, and not yeah. like an actual performance sneaker. Yeah.
5: Two quick things here. And I know I, I, it's weird me criticizing this, but are those the three guys I really want telling me what's fashionable? I mean... <laughs> there's some unique you looking gentlemen and then and then too where did they find that music right it, <laughs> it it sounded like some archives from the 80s that you probably shouldn't be digging into no it sounds like Stat
3: me dave is what it sounded like yeah <laughs> that's what i'm hinting at yeah you know, right? also if we're yeah. going to go off of looks and how people look and what they should and should not be talking about, we're all fucked. Well, that's a, like, <laughs> don't come on. that don't say that. Lindsay
5: should not be loved like, into like, into uh, like arguing. We're not. doing this. <laughs> well, we've but seen, that's why I preface it. We've seen
3: the Twitter trolls out there make comments about us, so like, I'm not going that's
5: there. That's why. I, but the guy look like the, it looked like two out of three of them were Toe Tree. Eh, all
3: right, Toe Tree with high shots. Listen, time out. It doesn't matter what you look like.
2: You can be a fashion forward person. You can be interested in fashion you can be interested in sneakers and you can know
3: all yes. about sneaker culture mm-hmm. also I, I gotta defend my guy toe tree like mm-hmm. for pound for pound toe tree <laughs> <laughs> there's always gotta toe be one straight <laughs> Totri puts himself together with his fits and his look better than just about anybody else in here. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to give him strays because he does not he, deserve that. He has
5: his Adam Levine uh, young man uh, notebook that he keeps there. And he goes, where can I get
3: these in junior sizes? It's but it's bad.
2: Bad. It's it's bad. Back to the shoes. I, it, you guys are a I, mess I, today. I,
3: I absolutely agree <laughs> with their assessment about how they have just absolutely bungled this yes. whole release, this whole drop. How do you have shoes dropping in other places of the country that are as far away as as possible from where the player originates from, uh, not only here in Phoenix, but also in Michigan and also in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing here, Nike? Like, Nike is usually so shrewd at their, their marketing and their releases, and they have just missed the mark so egregiously bad in this case. I can't even stand it. It's to the point where... I want to buy the shoes, Mm. but I'm actually thinking like, do I want to buy the shoes though? Because this is just, this is trash. And I will say this. I have it on pretty good authority that this was not D-Books doing. Mm. He's been adamant about that. He wanted this to go a different way and it did not. So it's not his fault. It's absolutely Nike and their poor marketing. And I get the whole fashion and all this other stuff. Cool. But Miami Like, what? What are we doing here?
2: Yeah, just real quick, to be clear. Do it in L.A. When we say they dropped the ball, we are specifically talking about Nike and the marketing side of things. Because Devin even came out and, like, literally on social media when the whole thing announced that the first drop would would be happening in Miami. Like, y'all, I tried Phoenix, Grand Rapids, Moss Point. I tried, for real. So, Mm -hmm. like, we know this was not Devin's ideal situation. And I understand where Nike is coming from that they're, like, you know... They want the hype beast. They want the complex sneakers, like sneakers have everybody, all these sneaker culture, um, social pages and websites where you go and get all this information, the blogs to be talking about it because that does create some hype around the shoes. But when it's a signature athlete, it's their first shoe. You kind of should gear a little bit more towards his fan base. And then as you continue to release some of these other colorways, Which, by the way, I kind of feel like we've gotten way too many colorways before an actual drop. Yes. yes. And there's zero storytelling around the colorways as well. Like some of these colorways have some deep history and meaning to book. And to a lot of people who don't know those things because it's not being told on a regular basis Mm -hmm. by Nike, who is the biggest marketing conglomerate, they should be doing all of this stuff. It's kind of just like that doesn't make sense to me. To anybody who doesn't like literally follow book from day one would have no idea of these connections.
5: No, it feels like Nike lets them intern use this uh, as their marketing capstone project (laughs) and really screwed it all the hell up. It's like you hear about a movie that's coming out a year from now, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get four teaser trailers and two full trailers and you're like, shit, I've seen the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've got nothing I really want to see out of this. They gave us every colorway, which I don't remember, and obviously not a sneakerhead, but I don't ever remember this many colorways for initial launch of anything. No, like. And, and I get each have a story, but if you don't tell those stories, then no it stories. doesn't matter. Yes, yeah. exactly. And you're not doing book any any justice with it because the stories actually, in a lot of cases, have personal meaning to them. So why are you not releasing the first one, telling that story, and subsequently releasing different colorways along the way? This also feels like they panicked because John ja Morant, who was the first uh, new signature athlete that they went out of, got in all this trouble and they needed something to fill in the PR gap between when he got in trouble and when the book shoes were actually supposed to be released and and they spread it out and they rushed things and it makes no sense. And I don't agree that these shoes look like a burlap sack. I think they are very much books, personality's approach to things and that combination of really being mindful of lifestyle and basketball. But the way they rolled it all out you know, and a lot of these are sketches. You're not seeing the real shoe. So how am I supposed to tell yeah. in some of these cases what this thing even looks like? You'd, it was just bad. Honestly,
2: though, I would have preferred if all of these colorways were just sketches and we only had two actual colorways or three. To like start. give Book the purple and orange that he gets to rock with his with the sons and his uniforms because, you know, he likes to match his shoes. Mm. And then whatever the actual like first pair that are going to be released. Give us those three. Call it a day. You can do sketches of some that are coming to kind of tease people and get them excited, but there's just too many freaking colorways out there right now. Yeah,
3: and I agree. Like, and honestly, the Nate Dunn says, also the orange ain't the best one if they are just looking at those. And I agree. Like, the orange ones, I get it. It's sun's colors, great. And the burlap, sa- burlack sap, burlack, Bur- burlap sack, burlap sack, sorry. Burlap sack <laughs> comment, I kind of see it with the orange ones. Hmm. All the other ideations... I'm cool with, I I don't have any issues like that. And I don't even hate the orange ones. It's just so many all at the same time. And like Priscilla says, Nike wanted to chase the hype beasts. This is what happens Mm -hmm. when marketing teams prioritize the wrong things. Mm. It's no different than, uh, you know, you got brands sometimes that want to get into the meme game and that's not really doing their brand any justice. It's no, there's no creativity to what you're trying to promote with your own brand. And so you lose the, the sense and the urgency of the message because you're trying to be funny. You're trying to be, you know, kind of niche. You got to you gotta play to the base. And right now there's so many fans here that are dying to get their hands on this and they opted to throw it to the East Coast, down South, where it kind of got lost in this abyss and you don't even realize what's happening. The only reason, honestly, from my perspective, I'm on the Sneakers app, I'm on the Soul Savvy app, I follow that shit every single day. I look at all the new drops. The only reason why I even know that this is a thing is because I live here in Phoenix and I follow Devin Booker yes. and I see all his social and everybody else that's sharing his social. I haven't seen anything from all those other peeps. I haven't seen anything. Complex is the, the first one that I've seen. Now I mean, It might have been out there, have, right? but, but this is the first one I've come across as a Suns fan uh, that is related to me that it kind of spoke to, to what the problem is and – it was just such a bad rollout, just a bad, bad rollout. But they, they haven't even launched them yet. There's been 500
5: shoes <laughs> out in, in Miami once. Right. These things don't even launch until
4: I think it's February 17th. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. We don't, we can't even, like, if someone were to ask me, like, which ones are launching, when are they launching, when will the next ones be launching, which ones are the PEs and the colorways that are actually going to be released, I'd be like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, you got to yeah. look this because I have no idea. Right. It's been incoherent. There have been so many different colorways that have come out it's like I honestly am confused and I think
2: that's the tough part because Isai in the chat said I thought a lot of those were PEs and not being released some of them are like we know that Mm -hmm. the neon Air Max ones are not being released to the public those Mm -hmm. are a PE at least for now
3: what's a PE tell people player exclusive there you go yeah
2: so it's like there is so much gray area and uncertainty around these shoes And it's just kind of muddying the water, if you will, for Mm. what could have been and should have been a really cool thing for Devin. And, like, I'm sure there is frustration on his side of things. Like, I would be shocked if there wasn't. Even just if you only talk about the Miami situation, Mm -hmm. you know he was frustrated. He wouldn't have gone to social media if he wasn't frustrated. And now we got things popping out because everyone's like, What's taking so long? Why are things being weird? Why is this not like normal player uh, shoot mm-hmm. kind of releases and drops, which is creating rumors that even Shaq, Sha- Of course, Shaq's getting involved <laughs> yep. in these rumors. Shut up, Shaq! <laughs> but like literally Shaq's out here now tagging book on social media, being like, listen, I know you're not happy with your sneaker launch. We're just getting started over here at Reebok. You should come join me. Hit me up. And now books got to, like, cover his behind and respond to all of these rumors. <laughs> which, by the way, this was hilarious. What he put on his <laughs> Instagram stories. its a picture of him from his rookie season—and it says, "When Complex creates a fake narrative about you, and now Shaq is recruiting you to Reebok with a couple laughing face emojis." There,
5: I'm pretty sure I asked him that question his rookie year. That got that. I got out that. Out that face. Did, did you? That sounds that about right.
2: Me, put, yeah, it but it's just you. a bummer. Like it's a bummer because now there's more drama around all of this. There's more uncertainty around all of this. It's just, it's just not as exciting and fun as it should have been for all of us, and especially for Book. Yeah.
3: I don't know if it's true or not, but Suns Worldwide, a, a, a friend of the program, uh, says I was actually told a few members of Book's Nike crew got let go. Book is not happy at oh, all. I mean, I know he's not happy. He shouldn't. He be. Hasn't How would you happy. be? Can, can we put the Shack it, tweet it's, back it's, up for? It's, a it's also, it's also if. If you were Book and you got to look at this entire situation and realize that your shoe drop has been dealt with differently than all these other players, you got to kind of feel some type of way like, Mm -hmm. was it, was it, am I an afterthought? Am I, was I like a secondary piece to what you guys were trying to do? Was I even a priority for you guys? Those are the questions I guarantee Book is thinking about or asking right now at this time because. He, I know he's not happy. Yeah. He's, he can't be happy with all this. The, the fans of Phoenix have been here by his side for the last eight years. And he's one of the rare athletes here in the Valley of all time that people have just followed and really bought into from day one. And they deserve – the fans deserve better book knows they deserve better Mm. and it's just a shame how this all unfolded it really is it's also weird when you think about it that day that we've
5: heard it's going to launch is all-star Saturday. So if book makes the all-star game, he's not even going to be in Phoenix when they launch. So you're not getting any kind of launch (laughs) event in Phoenix. It'll be in Indianapolis likely around all-star weekend as well. And we only heard that
2: because book (laughs) posted that like Mm, book was literally the one to go on social media. Again, we're getting all this stuff from book. Like it's unfortunate that we have to rely on Devin in Instagram comments to give us like any sort of an update, right. like right. Devin Even like posts should be, or yeah, out. exactly. No, Instagram
4: comment, like what the heck? <laughs> They're it. just
2: like dropping this ball left and right, and I feel bad for Book, but yeah, you're right, Espo in stores february 17th to try yeah. them out in person as well yeah
5: Devin, Devin booker is doing one-to-one marketing now.
2: he's answering
5: everybody in comments
2: going i promise you these are
5: nice uh, february 17th see for yourself this I is mean, me trying to
4: promote my articles okay. on twitter
3: <laughs> i will say this kyle, kyle hey, B, can i interest you in some drinks Ky- kyle B's actually got a great point and they oh, should okay. they should do an exclusive colorway launching just in Phoenix a long shot but it would be cool I a million percent agree because that would help change some of this narrative Mm -hmm. but they won't
2: it should be a PE too yes Yes. it should be one of the more meaningful colorways that book has as a PE and it should be a limited drop and you can only get it in Phoenix yes
4: Mm, that'd be dope yeah
5: Yeah. yes can we put the Shaq tweet back up one more time Mm-hmm. I, I really love the photo he chose because even <laughs> books got the what the F are you talking about <laughs> look on his face? Uh, you know, talking to Shaq Reebok? Really? When was the last time you made an actual basketball shoe that wasn't a Shaq throwback? Oh right? These this was the pump? Re- Reebok went. Reebok went so far, uh, you know, away. Shaq wound up doing his shoes at Walmart a- after Reebok. No, right? no,
2: we're not throwing shade. At I'm, that. Not, not I'm not. not. But I'm saying. That. I'm, saying I'm
5: saying. I'm not no. saying. I like that he did that.
2: But even he left Reebok for Walmart. All right, so <laughs> this guy. We're not throwing shade at that. Oh, well, I'm not I going will. down that rabbit hole with Suck you. Suck it, We're not Shaq. doing that. Suck it um all right but yeah sorry to go on a rant but hey like i said we're closing the show off on there's, some shoes there's, so
3: there's two things before two
2: we things. go mm. yes. one
4: we have a super chat oh okay. we do
2: Super
4: so micah johnson thank you for your five dollar super chat said is there any chance to get yaka okongwu he is a center for the hawks i don't think so i think he's part of their younger core moving forward he's probably the reason why capella might be expendable just so you can kind of clear the way for him to get minutes so i would doubt it i think he makes like nine million dollars or something like that but they're not going to let him go and especially not without getting a first or yeah if they value
2: him like that it's going to cost us a lot yeah too much uh libertarian sasquatch (laughs) sent us one as well said imagine calling yourself quote a marketing team and ignoring your largest demographic I've been dying to get my hands on a pair, but I don't live in New York. Uh,
5: yeah, this feels like it was, uh, you know, what do you call it? The research group to death. They're like, well, let's find the hippest sneaker people and mm-hmm. and overthink this as much as possible. Right. And and yeah, uh, the people that love Devin Booker reside in Phoenix or wear sun's gear around the country. And it's that it's
3: that simple. Just look at all the headlines. It'd, you be, can like, tell it. it'd be like us dropping a sun shirt in Sheboygan, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> or or lucas shoe dropping here in phoenix it'd <laughs> be like lucas
5: shoe dropping here in phoenix yeah no, uh, no. In Tucson. yeah Tucson. <laughs> no, pay, uh, up in prescott valley yeah, there you go, go,
3: there
2: you go. <laughs> Dude, at the also, arena that the, the old sons played at
3: we also hit over 150 likes Espo. Hey! no it was during the trade segment
2: you didn't oh. you did not, that. You did not, not say that. During the, the trade segment. now,
5: don't Dur- be them. You shared the one I liked, the Capella one. Oh, that was the that one? That was the one. Gerald did all the work, and that's a brilliant trade. I thought, James <laughs> Jones doesn't need to be
2: GM, that's What kind of ass shit is this? Uh, you suck right now.
3: <laughs> you literally made a promise to the people, and now you're not going to keep it? Because you thought, what?
2: I thought Rude. he had his own trade. <laughs> boo this man, boo.
5: He trades. Everywhere. That's the
4: dumbest shit I've ever heard. You need to come up with a trade that is not one of the thirty that Gerald had, and you need to bring it for pregame tomorrow. Damn, we got I got, well, game. I'm not on pregame, no, so you're going to be, be there. Happening. You're going to be at the putting party. You're going you to
3: walk on. Uh,
5: hold on, I got, I got one. <laughs> That's what you get, I got one, and I think we can make it happen right now. Okay, and I think you guys might enjoy this one. <laughs> oh, boy, you, Jesus. you ready for this? Uh-huh. We uh-huh. trade Eric. For Damon, all oh, right. Man. <laughs> don't guy. assign me homework. Show, all right. <laughs> don't promise
4: the people something. <laughs> oh, don't promise no. the people something and back out of it, <laughs> man. <It's> on <laughs> horse.
2: Shame on you, Espo. <laughs> you guys, oh, just gosh. so you know, we are all on your people's, side here. Real
3: colors come out when the, we the don't condone
2: hurts. <laughs> what Espo just did.
5: Okay, I will bring one to to. Actually,
3: you got to replace me on the pregame show tomorrow. No. Because I have to do the whole, no, you know, but whole, that's my job tomorrow. I'll, I'll glad she, hand
5: she, like she, you do. That's such a uh, uh, <laughs> I'll, look, I will bring a trade tomorrow uh, for the people to our putting party and maybe I'll share it on the show. But everybody out at the putting party at putting world tomorrow will get that trade and maybe I'll stop by the pregame show to share it as well. All right.
2: Oh my goodness. If you guys haven't gotten your tickets to the putting party, there are still some available. It's happening tomorrow. We're gonna watch the Suns take on the Mavs. We're going to hang out. We're gonna have a blast. Each ticket includes unlimited wine and beer and free putting. So come hang out and with us. We have a, It'll chance be a to blast. Win Some
3: prizes, big some time prizes, big
2: time prizes. Yep. You can get your tickets at gophnx.com. Just click the events tab. All the information you need is there. Okay, that'll do it for us today. Appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. And one quick reminder. There's more trades at gophnx.com if you are interested.
3: My bad, Nick. Uh, Sheboygan is in Wisconsin, not in Iowa. My fault. <laughs> There's probably a Sheboygan, Iowa, too. I mean, the Sheboygan Hawks back in the the old ABL.
5: Sheboygan
2: yeah. is a fun word. Here, it do is. you guys want
5: a trade? I got one for you. Oh, do oh, you? I do. One. Okay. I, I I do. All right. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Nasir Little and Kevin Durant. For oh, Anthony Davis. Cut the cord. <laughs> oh, you, guys, yeah. you guys wanted
2: a trade. There you go. It works. All right. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter. <laughs> why do you at, have to join
3: Nasi or Little and the trade in the make first to make the salaries work?
2: PhMX underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. And of course, you can follow us at Espo at Espo. Espo, we're cutting you off. No more for you. Goodbye, everybody.
1: <laughs> Most sexual assaults go unreported. At Sarnco, we believe, empower, and advocate for all survivors. If you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted and needs support, call 844 644 6435. At SarnCo, we're here for you.